What is going on, everybody? You are listening to Freelancer's Guide, a weekly limited-run podcast brought to you by OKBeast.com. It's dedicated to covering Bioware's upcoming game, Anthem. While you're here, we will, of course, share our experiences about the game, curate the best tips and tricks, and help you to stay up-to-date on the game's latest news. I'm your cypher this week, Alex Van Aken, and this week I am joined by the man who is married to my mother, Brandon Wilson. Hello. How are you? Hello, sir. How's it going there, buddy? Uh, I'm good, uh, especially now that we've finally been able to, you know, play Anthem this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was the the staggered release schedule had me all bent out of shape, and I was I was like ready to play the game, uh, you know, on the fifteenth, but I didn't want to I didn't I didn't want to sign up for all the the, the stuff. Anyways, uh, we we have played the game. So you figured out the chart, and you determined when you were allowed to play yeah yeah uh february 22nd it turned out was the okay, date for me <laughs> awesome um great so what are your thoughts so far on the game brandon i know um you're probably you might be a little farther than me but we're both you know probably a few hours in yeah i'm just a tad like i i haven't gone like full hardcore on it um and i i've also been you know i kind of want you and i to be relatively close together so um i didn't want to like race ahead and and uh leave you you know <laughs> floundering behind but um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i i i've been uh i've been experiencing um a more than fair mm-hmm. amount of connection issues i haven't run into that which is weird because i have i'm so i'm back in my office and i've been playing my playstation back here lately on my computer monitors um and i've had some connection issues just in this back room in general um Although, although I I usually run games pretty stable, I haven't had any issues with connections. Is that something you usually suffer with for games, or is no. it no? Okay, okay. No, so I can even like leave Anthem and go directly into another EA game mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and have zero issues. And it for the most part, I I feel like maybe the last patch. So they just did a patch um, recently mm-hmm, mm-hmm. within the last few days. And I feel like the last patch may have helped a little bit, but um, I even had one point after the patch, I had one point where I kept getting a message that said that online services were restricted for my account specifically and almost kind of made it sound like either I was age restricted or um, I had been banned. Oh, Uh, So I reached out to EA and I I will say 100% EA was like, quick to respond yeah um and they were informative so uh kudos to them for decent support um but it was just a weird thing where i i just continually got a looping title screen so er, i would go to the title screen i would uh i think you have to hit uh on ps4 i think you have to hit x just to like connect and i would connect and then i'd get like a, a window that popped up that gave me that uh, restriction thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then I would hit X to get out of that and it would go back in a loop so I, it was just like a an infinite loop going on yeah that's not fun so it was really odd but when when I have been playing I've been having uh, a lot of fun um, I'm playing Ranger so Ranger is kind of like the, 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 the default uh, yeah. all around mm-hmm, good mm-hmm. boy and yeah I mean it's totally what I expected to get out of it so you know, I think I mentioned to you the other night when we were playing, it's it's like the closest thing that I feel like um, 
to like a uh, an Iron Man game, like what it would be like to be Iron Man. Um, yeah, obviously yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit different uh, being an Iron Man fan. I, I know that it's a little bit different, so don't don't uh, don't shoot me a DM over that. But um, it was uh, yeah, I think I, I, you know that's just the thing that came to mind. It's it's cool to fly around. Um, it's really the first yeah. game that yep. I feel like had. Ha- that have had suits like this that the flying felt real or, you know, it felt like I, I thought it should feel. I Yeah, I think it's really cool. Yeah, I I agree. I, I think the flying is, like, one of the game's strongest, you know, um, the, one of the strongest parts about the game is just the, the feeling of it and how quickly, um, you know, you can kind of just get in the air and, and be at a new place. Um I, I, I've, I, I was actually, you know, I, I podcasted last week with, um, I was on the Irrational Passions podcast and, and th- there's one of their, their podcasts is on there and his name's Tony was talking about, you know, uh, his issues with the flying. And at the time I, um, I kind of just listened and, and cause I hadn't played in a few weeks. So I was like, Oh, maybe he's right. You know, um, I do have to say, I disagree. Uh, he was saying like, it was hard to get from place to place because you're constantly getting overheated. I haven't necessarily run into that issue. I know, I know, he's not alone. I've seen a lot of people talk about that. Well, I've got some tips for that too that are that coming up later in the show. I do have some tips on that. Yeah. But, uh, I I will say that I have had. Uh, I, I think there's a bit of a learning curve to the flying, and I think you once you get used to it, and once you get um, used to the means to to um, draw out your ability to fly mm-hmm. uh and and make your your flying uh longer um i think it it gets way uh way better i agree yeah but yeah i think initially there is a little uh, a little bit of a learning curve and some it was difficult for me in some instances like when i wanted to fly up like i saw in my mind i saw this like graceful move where i fly up and like land on top of a rock and i i'm overseeing the battlefield and and then all of a sudden i start you know i go into combat well there were (laughs) there were instances where i was like flying in and and i i didn't hit the button at the right time and i would like fly right smack into the side of the rock (laughs) they were there was (laughs) probably more than a few of those instances but now i've I've gotten more used to like natural trajectory of, of flight. Um, and like, if I hit the button here, I'm going to, I'm going to continue to float for X, you know, X amount of distance. And then I'm going to land wherever I'm at. Uh, so as I've gotten used to that, um, it's, uh, it's gotten much easier yeah, and much more, much more fluid. I will say I've had some issues and, and also like as in regards to the overheating, like I think like flying higher from the start, if you can, and then kind of going like a pendulum and swinging down and back up. Like you can kind of use that, that air to cool yourself off and then regain, you know, height and then dive again when you need to, to cool off. Like I've found that has helped me um, traveling further, you know, with, with what I've got. Um, and I, I like, even though I said like, you know, I just agreed on that part. I, there are, there is some cumbersome, I think when it comes to the flying, particularly with the camera in the game, mm. when, when I dive underwater, I have major issues with my camera and it, it's, it, it's almost like it like resets its orientation or something when I enter the water and I'm just like disoriented and I have to like stop flying and stop moving for a second and like look right. around and see where I'm at. Also, like if you, um, if you're near a wall and you're flying upwards or like trying to like uh, hover near a wall, like I've had camera issues there. Um, 
I've actually I actually used that to my advantage though. I've been taking a lot of photos in the game because the game is absolutely gorgeous. I turned my HUD completely off, made it completely uh, transparent, and then I've been using you know quote unquote wall hacks to break the camera and get like landscape shots. I, I posted a bunch on Twitter the other day, and and I, as I've also got some cool up close. You like I, I, yeah. I went into like the cinematic camera mode where if you don't move your controller, it kind of adds like a uh, field of uh, view effect and yeah and I was next to a wall so I was able to get it like super close to my character's um, body and like had some really cool shots with that but uh, so I've been kind of hack I've been using the flying to take a lot of cool photos like just hovering next to a, a cliff and in doing it that way so I I do Alex a, is elite hacksaw I am I am um, come at me EA I got all the hacks <laughs> But yeah, so flying's a bit cumbersome at times. Um, one thing that that I will say, like overall, I was I'm not as hyped on the game as I was playing the beta because I think in the beta we still had that like veil of mystery over the game and and mm-hmm. the the beta the the second beta the one that actually worked I was like having so much fun and I was like picturing like how it was gonna be and like it seems like the game hasn't necessarily expanded much on what the beta the, or the demo was you know i, I was expecting right. more from the the campaign so far in terms of like story there's some weird pacing the in the and I, i'm gonna assume people listening have have played the intro and if you haven't skip forward uh, a minute or two but um quick spoilers for the first mission spoiler alert <laughs> spoiler alert um when you are in the the prelude when you're um at the uh this uh, what is it called? What is it called? You're in like the first cataclysm with your crew, your original crew. It's the very starting mission and intro. And like your, your team is killed and there's a really weird trend. And I hope they come back to it later or something because it was a really awkward transition from the end of that mission where pretty much your team has died and your commander is like, no, we have to fight. We have to keep fighting. And it's like, you go to grab him and like take him out of the battlefield because like you're being overrun by these massive creatures that are going to kill you. And it's like, if you pull me out of here, you're dead. And then the screen just goes black and it's like, <laughs> and it's like on to the next thing. It's like, wait, what, what happened in that scene? Like you just totally did you, t- you cut it off. Like what? Like, so as far as story, there's some weird cuts and like pacing issues and, and just like loose ends that they didn't, I hope they come back to maybe later in the story. But, you know, from a gameplay perspective, I think that's the best part of the game. You know, just the the fighting is really fun and and just kind of flying around the world. I don't really care right now about, you know, what's actually I, I wish I cared about what was happening. It's just hard. This game is and I think we might get into it later. But one of the things that makes it hard to follow the story is the fact that it jumps from multiplayer to single player in format. And we're all experiencing different cutscenes in the single player. And so you might not have a cutscene playing for you. And I was getting, I was getting kind of frustrated not the other day when we were playing, not at you, but at the game, because you were like, you, you were just like chilling in the town trying to talk while I was in a cutscene trying to hear what was happening. And there's no, there, there's no way to like yeah. pause or restart the cutscene or anything. So it's like, oh, I just missed literally everything that NPC just said to me. Uh, and it was like one of the choice based dialogues. So I know it had some sort of significance because they were asking me stuff and giving me. I was just like kind of frustrated because I'm sorry. Alex. I don't know. I don't know if, and it's your fault. It's your fault, Brandon, that I can't enjoy this Bloody. game. Um, 
So like the four, I'm I'm having I'm having struggles with the format. Like in a normal multiplayer game, if you're playing co-op, like let's say you're playing Halo, you're both watching the same cutscene at the same time, right? So both of you are interested in what's happening. You're not really going to talk. You know, you might react to, oh man, that was really cool or whoa, you know, that, that sort of stuff. But you're not like, hey, what's for dinner tonight? While like Master Chief is like trying to save Cortana or whatever. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a little, it's a little difficult in that regard. But I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the game. Like I said, I'm, I don't have like this fiery passion to play the game. <laughs> I think I'm enjoying it. I don't game. know. Everything about this game is like <laughs> there's a lot of negativity around it. And I'm trying to like see through it without bias, but also like recognizing the fact that there's a lot of issues with the game. And, and you know, I'm just trying to figure out how I feel about it still. Well, here you go. I'm going to, I'm going to give you a good and then I'm going to give you another bad. <laughs> okay. 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 I, I'm still like enamored by the, by the, uh, um, particle effects and the explosions. Oh my gosh! The <laughs> yes, and and maybe I'm just like one of those dumb action flick guys that uh, that just likes the explosions. But them <laughs> them explosions are crispy. <laughs> those explosions are so crispy. You know what I'm saying? Also, the weather effects when that one. Um, I'm gonna try to not talk about it in spoilers, but there's a moment when you are like surrounded by like a. Um, a storm that's being created yeah. inside of a building, mm-hmm. kind of, and it's really wild looking, really cool looking. But go ahead, sorry. That was that was basically it on the, on the, on the good piece. That I, <laughs> that's just, the only good you have that that no, explosion, no, just, crispy. No, that was that was my additional good. I've okay. already mentioned okay. some other goods, but um, I gotcha. Um, I just thought of the I thought about that, but um, one of the things that is really pissing me off, and this is. This is more of a business decision than anything else, and it's really, really pissing me off. Is the decision to make a lot of the cosmetic stuff paid? Oh, I, I haven't run into this. Now, now you can unlock these things, but it, it's like they they cost a lot in order to unlock them, or you can pay for them. Mm. For me, if I paid sixty dollars for a game, now this is an awesome idea for like a Fortnite. So Fortnite, I can I can pay and unlock stuff. I mean, I can play and unlock stuff, or I can pay and unlock stuff. Yeah. So Fortnite's great. I paid exactly $0 for Fortnite Battle Royale. Mm. No money. Now, this game, I've paid $60, and then to get, like, I, I watched all the dev diaries and everything going into this, and one of the things that I was most excited about were was the javelin customizations. I was I, I was <laughs> so looking forward to this. And, and granted... Even at the base game, there's a fair amount of customization, a decent amount. Now, to get the really cool yeah. things, like one of the things I was really looking forward to is the the Mass Effect, you know, the Mass Effect emblem to go on your armor, on your javelin. Uh, it's like a, you know, the N7 emblem thing. Mm-hmm. I was really looking forward to that because it looks freaking awesome. Yeah. Well, guess what? <laughs> you, either, you either got got to dig in deep and, and go through a bazillion different uh, missions to get enough coins mm. to, to get that, or you've got to pay some money. And that, that, that's a lot for me. I could see it. Like I said, like I said, I could see if this was like a free game and you're wanting me to pay for cosmetic stuff. Yeah. Great. No problem. This was not a free game by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and you know, it's it's uh it's i guess i should have expected it from ea yeah 
Um, this is the kind of thing that would definitely come from EA or Activision. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's still not a cool move, in my opinion. Yeah, not at all. And like I, I like I think they need to adjust the I don't know adjust the economy maybe a bit as far as like unlocking cosmetics. And I guess yeah, some of those things will take time. You know, yeah, that, absolutely. You know, Rockstar is still having the same issues with um uh with Red Dead Redemption Two. Uh, they're still adjusting the economy and trying to make things make make sense from a financial uh, perspective. Yeah. So I, you know, I I totally understand some of those things, but um, yeah, it's just a little difficult to swallow on a sixty dollar game. Yeah. In my opinion, I I totally agree with you. Um, before we get into the news, Brandon, let's do some quick housekeeping uh, and announcements. Uh, of course, if you like this show. Make sure to go listen to the OK Beast podcast. It's me and Brandon plus Blessing and Moises. Um, we talk all things gaming and, and we analyze what's happening in the industry and share what we've been playing throughout the week. It's a very fun show. Uh, this past episode we put out was OK Beast podcast episode 132. Very fun episode. Very entertaining. Lots of laughs. Uh, lots of great discussion. So if you're looking for a new general gaming podcast, episode 132 would be a, a great episode to jump into um to get started listening to the show uh and of course the okb's podcast comes out every monday so check that out um and if you want uh we have a discord the okb's discord is pretty is is actually very active um and it's it's hard to keep up with because we've got so many awesome people in there chatting about games and just life and and stuff so if you want to join the okb's podcast or the okb's discord i'm sorry um the link will be in the show notes of this episode. So check out the show notes. I'll put the link in there, click that, and that should give you access to the discord and then, uh, say hello, say hi, and we will, we will welcome you and we will talk about games. It'll be awesome. So check that out. Uh, shout out real quick to John Bernardo who edits this show for us. Uh, he makes the, he makes recording this show way easier because I don't have to sit down for two hours after, you know, recording this to edit things. He, he does all of that for us. Uh, so shout out to John, follow him. And check out his work. He's on he's on several podcasts. He's on the Jump Jump Master podcast with me. He's got a comic show coming out soon. So follow him at John S Bernardo to uh, keep up with all of that stuff. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. Uh, and then support us by rating and reviewing us on iTunes. Um, that really helps us out. Or you can have it at Patreon.com/slash/OKBeast to find out more about what we do as as a company and and just as a website in, in general. And as well, have the option to back us financially and get perks and bonus content. So check that out, patreon.com slash okbeast. And lastly, if you want to talk to us this week on the internet, talk to me at It's Van Aken on Twitter, Instagram, all the social media stuff. And talk to Brandon at RebelRed6 on those same platforms. Uh, we are we are pretty quick to respond. And so we, if you want to ask a question about Anthem or just talk about whatever, uh, hit us up again at It's Van Aken at RebelRed6. Six is spelled out. Um, and yeah, it'll be fun. Brandon, let's get into the news. Um, first news story of the day. Um, so the Diablo dev, Travis Day, he was the designer, a designer on Diablo. Uh, Travis has come out with a way to fix Anthem's loot issues. So if people weren't aware, there is currently a lot of burnout happening in the end game of Anthem um, as players are, you know, the farming of loot is not as engaging as it should be like in other loot shooters and, and just loot collecting games like Diablo. So right now there are, there are a few strongholds and 
not all of these strongholds have the the same difficulty level. And there's one called Tyrant Mind, which I've beaten like three times in the beta. Super easy. It's a three-parter, three or four-part um, stronghold. And essentially, you have three waves of uh, three three bigger areas that you have to like collect um, the light orbs in. There's there's one room where you have to um, you know protect an area from waves of enemies, and then uh, eventually you get to a boss fight with a big old spider thing. Um, and the spider is like super easy to kill. Um, pretty easy. It just takes time. So, anyways, players instead of instead of playing the the stronger uh, strongholds. Um, they are, everyone is just farming this one stronghold, the Tyrant Mine. And there's a lot of burnout happening because Endgame is like kind of boring right now. And, you know, the Travis Day, again, designer on Diablo, Diablo previously, um, he's suggesting that, you know, that Bioware implement, um, they change up the loot table so that the harder strongholds, you know, grant extra reward instead of granting the same rewards as the easiest dungeon. Because then there'd be a lot of replayability. There'd be a reason to play through all of the in-game content instead of this one mission. And, you know, all players would be probably happier and they would feel like the game is less repetitive and they'd probably not bounce off so hard in the in-game. So I hope to see that fixed, especially by the time I get to the in-game. I actually hear this game is is pretty short. Uh, I was Like I said, I was on the um, Irrational Passions podcast last week, two weeks ago. And um, the guy there who, who had played it said it only took him 25 hours to get to unlock every piece of loot. Um, so that's that's interesting to hear. Hopefully, hopefully that is it. I mean, that's that's good and bad for me because I like short experiences. Like, I don't want to I don't want to be on the hook for 200 hours if I don't need to be, you know. But at the same time, like there is fun in replaying a game and constantly getting new rewards like that is that is a fun thing to do. Right. And so. Right now, it doesn't seem like there's that really option. And so players aren't really sticking around. Do you have any thoughts on this, Brandon? Well, I mean, I do think that I do think that loot should be proportionate to the effort that you've put into um, a stronghold or whatever the case is. So if it's a, uh, you know, if it's a harder stronghold, then you should get better loot. So mm-hmm. all of that sounds logical to me. I would have thought that that sort of thing would already be in the game, but apparently not, you know, if they're... If it, if this sort of article is warranted. Yeah. Um, there's an article that, uh, Forbes put out, um, and it's all about, uh, and it's by the author, Paul Tassie, who's a senior contributor at at Forbes. And the headline is 10 things I wish I knew when I started the Anthem. There's some great nuggets of knowledge in here. I think that I agree with. Um, so number one, let's see. Number one says you're startling start, not startling. You're starting javelin pick means very little. Um, and Paul is saying that after a brief tutorial mission, you'll be given what might appear a nail biting choice of, of picking between the four different javelins. Of course, we have the storm, the Colossus, the Ranger or the interceptor. Um, but unlike most games where picking a class is a permanent choice. Paul says that playing the others require a totally separate playthrough. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's essentially saying like, and, and this is very true. You get, you get your new javelins very quickly. Yeah. You get to unlock them every, every so, um, Every so many yep. levels. So you get your first one at level two, I believe, as you get up to level 30 with like the second one coming at like level eight. And by level 26, you'll have all four. Um, and just after a couple of missions, like if you play the missions on hard, uh, you will level up very quickly in this game. So you don't need to level up, you know, in, in Destiny, you have to level up like your Warlock, your your Titan, your Hunter, like all three are different characters. In this, you have one character and you just level up your pilot level 
And as you go, you'll unlock all the javelins. So it's not like this, you know, just pick the one that, you know, seems most fun to you or you want to, or if you have a curiosity about, that's kind of the one that you should pick first. And from there you'll, you'll quickly unlock all of them. So, um, yeah, number two, um, this is what I was talking about earlier. Uh, play the story of the strangers, not friends. I don't know if I necessarily agree, agree with this, but like I get where Paul is coming from writing this article. Essentially. Yeah, I think he's just trying to make a suggestion, you know, as a, as a, as an aid to, to, to talk about the, you know, the issues that you were having. Yeah. So essentially like if you play with strangers and not your friends, you're not going to have your friends, you know, talking over the dialogue. If the story is really important to you in this game, you know, either tell your friends, Hey, shut up for the next 10 minutes while I, while I talked to all these people, like you gotta, you gotta lay down the boundaries because <laughs> if people basically are basically what you did to me, I did. And I, I felt, <laughs> shut up. I felt bad about it. But I was really. like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta hear nah. this. <laughs> um, so yeah, you might be better with playing. If you have very talkative friends, maybe play with strangers, I guess like me, um, or just be like, Hey, uh, I will let you know when I can talk again. <laughs> um, but yes, leave me alone. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the third point in this is they have some key points about the classes for the ranger. Um, it's a pretty, they're pretty much saying like, it's a pretty basic class, uh, but it probably has the best ult in the game and it's the least complicated to use, uh, as a javelin. So if you're a new player, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. That, that, uh, ult that like kind of swarms the enemies with missiles. Super cool. I dig it. But yeah, so probably the least complicated, most straightforward. It's kind of like the typical soldier role. So if you are new to the game and are worried about like, you know, learning the game and pick the ranger to start with the storm, which is my favorite, um, is the, the, and I very much agree with this, this tip is that you should always be hovering because you get a massive damage reduction, um, because not as many enemies can hit you and you can like dodge in the air and it's, you're just, you can hide behind things easier. So it's, it's a little easier to move around while hovering and, you know, can, you can kind of take less damage that way <clears throat> for the Colossus. You want to be rampaging around on the ground, um, getting health to refill your massive armor pool. And an essential item for Colossus are these specific armor mods, which dramatically increase your health. You can equip those, and it, it, it significantly boosts your armor and health. So pick those up. Equip them to your to your um, your javelin as they become available as you level up, um, because otherwise you know you're playing a tank without any armor, which isn't good. Um, and then lastly, for the interceptor, um, make sure that you're holding down the, um, you, you can triple dash, you can uh, triple jump in the game um, by holding down the buttons. So, and you also have a great melee attack, um, which is actually usually quicker to use than, than any gun can kill people. So be moving around, be using your melees um, and be dodging and just kind of get in the fray like that. That will really help you out as interceptor. So Alex, yeah. um, based, based on, Based on that information, what do you feel like is going to be the sh- the second javelin? You you've already chosen storm, yeah, as your main. Um, what do you think is going to be your second javelin? So in the beta, I I played a, I probably I probably played like five hours on interceptor and loved the interceptor. Um, so I might pick interceptor because they're like very ninja like and they're very agile and honestly just very fun to look at as they like run around and stuff. Um. It's going to be either that or Colossus because also I had a lot of fun playing the Colossus and like I'd pull my shield up and then fly. And so I had like this, I was like this flying wall and I was like knocking enemies off of ledges and stuff like in the air. That was super fun. Um, so I might pick up Colossus because I think a lot of people are going to be playing Ranger and Storm. 
and not as many people are going to be playing Interceptor and Colossus. At least what I've seen so far. So I want to, it'll be one of those, I think, at level eight. But I think I have like one or two more levels to get it. One of the, one of the things that I wanted to bring up um, on this one specifically was, uh, and I've actually got the article up now too, so. Okay. The one I wanted to talk about specifically, one that I didn't personally know about and I found out um, kind of through like trial and error is if, in, and you kind of mentioned it earlier mm-hmm. as well, but if you dive straight down, that's a, that's a means to eliminate heat as well. So it all makes logical sense. Like if you if you stay close to the water, so if you fly really low over a body of water, that will cool you off. Um, if you fly through a waterfall, yeah, that will obviously cool you off. But if you dive straight down, and with a map that has a lot of verticality to it, uh, if you dive straight down, that also helps eliminate heat as well. Yeah. So I wasn't aware of that one, but... Also, if it's raining outside, uh, you'll be able to fly longer as well. The rain helps you out. Um, We talked last week about the primers and detonators, so I'm going to skip that part again. um, Incredibly important, though. (laughs) Yeah. Primers, you prime the enemy. Think of it like oil. Um, in a game and then detonators think of that as the fire it helps makes them explode or catch on fire that's kind of the basic principle with primers and detonators you have something that um, cues them up for extra damage and then your detonator um, engages and makes it a combo and does a ton of damage so primer detonator primer detonator and even like your melees can be detonators so like pay attention there is a um, the the detonators are kind of like um a little looks like a little explosion almost um, on your UI. Although there, yeah. there, there are some the UI. I think there was a bug where not all the detonators and primers had the correct icons next to them. So pay attention. And if some of them have none. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I've noticed that myself on on my build. Yeah, uh, those are normal attacks, I believe. Um, and I believe the primals, the primers have little circles. Um, yeah. So look at those on your UI. Yeah. <laughs> Anthem's very much about um, really uh, ambiguous icons, so yeah. it, it definitely benefits you to learn what the icons are for and uh, make sure that you're using them appropriately because there's another tip further down that talks about uh, other icons on, uh, on specific gear, but yeah, yeah learn, learn the icons. Um, where, so, uh, oh, interesting. Wear your default helmet to see your face in story mode. This is a weird one. I'm going to read this straight from the articles because I didn't know this. Um, Quote, this is a real one. I played through the entire story campaign on PC and never saw my character's face that I picked out on the start, as it was always just my helmet shown in cutscenes. Then I played on console and my face was in every cutscene. Why? Well, I was wearing my Legion of Dawn armor on PC and apparently Bioware cannot program that faceplate to open in cutscenes. The default helmet does have the ability to have an open animation, however, so if you want to see your face in the story... Wear the helmet you start with. That's kind of sucky. <laughs> like I, 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 I want to be able to wear my nice armor. Yeah. Um. But if you're, if you really want to see your face, for now, the way to do it in cutscenes is to wear the default armor. Um. And then there is a number seven. There is a hidden treasure trove of story emails. Um. And Paul says it took me about thirty hours to find this, but buried in the same section as your challenges and codex, you actually have an email account where story characters have been sending you messages to read all game. Unlike, say, Mass Effect, where you'll be informed yeah. that you have new messages waiting at your terminal or, or whatever, these messages are never mentioned in-game, and you'll have to discover them for yourself as I did. They will constantly be coming in throughout the story, so check there often as there are some 
uh, fun little story nuggets hidden in there. Yeah, I actually found that fairly early on. Um, that there was there was one mission where I had to go like save a, a freelancer that was um, that was hurt. Okay, yeah. And uh, once I once I saved her and helped her get back to the fort, um, like the next day that I logged on, there was an email from her talking about uh, talking about different stuff, but. Uh, it's just kind of like a cool story element. It's not not like something like that's definitely important. Um, yeah. Just kind of like a another cool little little element. Yeah. Okay. Um, the freaking tombs quest. So this has since been patched, I believe. Um, there is a quest. I think to a certain degree. To a certain degree. He even mentions it. Yeah. There is um, a, a a quest in the game where you essentially have to go to three tombs, I believe, and do a bevy of challenges at each one, um, and it and it's it sucks um, because you're essentially just doing errands and, you know, just, just random, you know, things on an itinerary to unlock, to finish this quest. And it's like super boring. Everyone hates it. Um, and so you have to do things like multi kills, um, which aren't explained in the game, but it's more kills than you. It's, I think you have to do like kill eight enemies within a 10 second timer. Um, or with within a 10 second reset timer between each kill. So um, you have to kill a bunch of enemies. That's one of them you have to do. Um, there are chests that you have to unlock. So keep an eye, keep an eye out. Usually like every body of water uh, has chest in it and free play. So open those up, look for those and then make sure you're reviving javelins. And those will, those will check off several, several um, things on the tombs quest. And then um, I think, I think, this is pretty much, I think we're good on this. Uh, I'm reading the rest of the tips and um, they are, we've kind of already, I've already covered that stuff. So, well, I, I would like to go over this next one. The, the one about the icons, uh, cause we did, we did mention icons earlier. Okay. Take it away. Two additional icons that you want to keep an eye out for. So when you're looking at your gear, your gear could potentially have one of two icons one of which is like a, the outline of a, of a person mm-hmm. that essentially means that, it it um, applies to you as a whole. So if uh, if it uh, mentions recharge speed, then that recharge speed affects all of all of your abilities and weapons. Okay. Um, whereas if it has the icon that that looks like a gear, that means it only affects that item specifically. So whatever the special uh, additional effects, like a hundred percent plus a hundred percent weapon damage, that weapon damage would only apply to that weapon. Okay. So that's that's another and you know another one of those uh, uh, groupings of icons that you want to keep an eye out for. Oh. interesting things uh, that apply to your different awesome. weapons and gear. Um. Well, that's gonna be it for the show this week. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. Um. Let us know, of course, how you're feeling about Anthem. Um. What your thoughts are on the game so far. Of course, talk to us on Twitter. I'm at it's Van Aken. Brandon is at bless, uh, at Rebel Red Six. Six is spelled out. Of course, listen to the OKBs podcast every Monday. Um, and shout out to John Bernardo. Follow John at John S. Bernardo. Thank you for editing the show, John. And of course, lastly, if you want to support us, head over to iTunes, rate and review us, or head over to patreon.com slash OKBs to learn more about OKBs in general and uh, and maybe throw us a few bucks a month. So Thank you for listening. This has been episode three of Freelancer's Guide, and we will see you next week. Thank you. Bye.